are grieved. Um, you know, there have been generations of people in this country who have not had rights, who, who have not had the right to vote, who have not had the right to marry, who have not had the, the equality that that we all, that most of us are able to take for granted because of the zip code we were born in and the color of our skin um, or our status in society. And so the idea that these people feel themselves so aggrieved, I mean, there were generations of people who actually had real grievances. These are wannabe weekend warriors who are all just hopped up and filled with self-righteous indignation on, based on lies. This is treason. This is treason. This insurrection. This is rebellion. Period. I have heard people with looking at small protests in Portland, Oregon, where people were tear gassed, beaten, kidnapped. And they said, no, no, no. Whatever you do to those protests is okay. Because we have to have law and order. We have to have law and order. This is rebellion, it is treason, it is lawlessness, it is unacceptable. And we are on a glide path at this point to having to, to look down the barrel of possible civil war. When, you, when all the things we talk about up here sound so abstract, when we talk about the peaceful transfer of power, it just sounds like something from a, from a book. This is what it looks like when you don't have a peaceful transfer of power. Abraham Lincoln talked about some people want rule or ruin. If I can't have it my way, I'll burn the whole country down. If I can't have it my way, I will burn the country down. So now, we, I, I don't think that Republicans and conservatives can look at this and say this is okay. I'm calling on all of my conservative friends, my Republican friends, to say what would I do if Black Lives Matter dropped 30,000 black people on the nation's capital and laid siege to the seat of power in the middle of a joint session of Congress and broke in. What would I say if Black Lives Matter did that? I'm going to say that right now. What would, if Muslims did it, if Muslims dropped 30,000 Muslims on the seat of government in the middle of the joint session of Congress and ran in there and there was blood on the floor and tear gas, what would we be saying? If you believe that we are all one people, you don't like the hyphenations. If you believe that we're all one country, if you won't believe in law and order, if you're against uh, traitors, if you are for patriotism, there needs to be a uniform denunciation from top to bottom of the Republican Party of what we're seeing. And the last thing I just want to say is this. You know, for Keisha Lance Bottoms, a black woman who was a mayor of Atlanta, when they started riding in Atlanta, she stood up and she said, you stop it. You don't do this in Atlanta. You don't do this in America. She stood up to her base and told them to go home. Where is the president of the United States? Where is Donald Trump? Show the wisdom and the intelligence and the strength of a black woman mayor of Atlanta in the middle of this riot, and then we can get someplace. Now, the difference here is that mayor, the mayor did not incite the riot. That's right. And the president of the United States said, Rick, I really respect what you said, but I don't understand how you don't understand how we got here. We know how we got here. We know that words matter. And when the president of the United States says again and again and again that these institutions are corrupt, they're rigged, 
the election was fraudulent. They're stealing it from you. When he goes out and addresses these very people today and, and, and tells them that they have to be strong and urges them to march down to the Capitol, I don't understand how you don't understand how this happened. We know how it happened. And, and he, is, he is culpable for this. You know, uh, Winston Churchill uh, said, dictators ride to and fro upon tigers which they dare not dismount, and the tigers are getting hungry. The president sits in the White House, and the tigers are loose uh, at the Capitol. This, you know, I, I just let me just say one more thing, Gloria. I am the son of an immigrant who fled a country because of scenes like this and came to the United States because this was a country of law. This is a country of laws, and many of us share that story. I am in tears today to see this scene. This is not an American scene, and this was not a necessary scene. And I, I understand completely why it happened. Gloria? I'm, I'm heartbroken. Um, you know, I spent 10 years uh, walking up and down those steps covering Capitol Hill, having a great deal of respect for the people who serve in that Capitol. Most of the time, by the way, I talk about policy, even with Senator Santorum over there. And I watched this today, and I said, that's, that's my capital. That's my house. That's our house. And these are domestic terrorists. They're ripping it apart. And then I saw a tweet by Ivanka Trump, which she took down, which called them American patriots. She said, you know, any security breach is unacceptable, etc. But she called them American patriots. That is not what I call them. These are people who march there to do damage and they march there to do damage in the middle of a constitutional session in which a presidential election free and fair was being certified and you have to go back to what the president to, this is what david is talking about what the president said earlier today in his speech and he said we're going to walk down to the capitol we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, the ones who support him. We're probably not going to be cheering because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. So we'll walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. And that was permission. That was permission. And as we speak, the man who is responsible for all of this, Donald J. Trump, is in the White House watching this on TV. Yeah as he has been for much of his administration, both a president and just an observer watching these moments pass by. And this is all part of his grift. These people are have, debate, have stormed the Capitol, have threatened our democracy, have spurred insurrection and treason in order for a grift that's going on being centered in the White House, the grift of the Trump family raising money off of this, raising money off these lies, and the president is just standing there watching it on television, uh, surrounded by his coterie of, of enablers. I want to go back to Wolf. It's a hard to believe it. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. 
We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Now, we brought that to you because President Trump on the tape says to his supporters who are right now conducting an armed insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, he tells them to go home. But I also want to note that in that video, he lies about the election being stolen and pours more fuel on the fire. He continues his shameful behavior of lying to his supporters about what happened. It is absolutely disgraceful. I hope they listen to the part in which he said for them to go home. But to be completely frank, uh, there were mixed messages in that video. Uh, and I feel ambivalent about the fact that we even aired it, to be honest, although I certainly understand and support the idea that we did. But the idea that the president is not even capable of saying, please go home, he continues to lie to his supporters. And what I wanted to say before, Abby, is I want people to remember how they feel watching these images of the United States Capitol being taken over uh, and, and this, these clear acts of sedition and violence and terrorism by Trump supporters because there's going to be an attempt to whitewash and pretend this didn't happen. People might attempt to do that, but what we're seeing is pretty clear what is happening. And I think now we have to ask the question, is President Trump capable of leading this country even for the next 13 days? He is inciting violence against the government itself, lawlessness, vandalism, and he's also completely MIA in terms of his principal job, which is to keep this country safe, to protect Americans. Let's not even talk about the fact that we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic. We haven't talked about that today. Yesterday, the deadliest day of the pandemic so far. This is a president who is not paying attention to the job and is focused on just one thing, which is his own sense of grievance. That video was a disgrace. The idea that today, on the day that Congress intends to count the electoral votes for Joe Biden, who will be the next president of the United States, Donald Trump still refuses to say that he lost a democratically held election in the United States of America is a profound shame. And it makes us a mockery in the world. As we go around the world talking about democracy, we have a president who is inciting violence at the Capitol and won't acknowledge that he lost an election. No, I, I don't understand how the United States, which regularly objects to elections taking place in other countries, yeah. Pakistan, uh, Russia, uh, Hong Kong, I mean Taiwan, uh, regularly engages in, in criticism uh, of, of other countries' elections. What is Senator Hawley or Senator Cruz going to say well, when Vladimir Putin says, it's interesting that you, you're faulting us for this because you yourself objected to an election mm -hmm. and you yourself helped inspire an armed insurrection on Capitol Hill. You're exactly right. And the notion of consistency and clarity of message and purpose is unfortunately so far behind us. 
uh, with, with these issues. And we just have to say over and over again, because what we just heard from the president was so, aside from the fact that he said go home, which was the appropriate thing to say, he said that the election was stolen from us. No, that is what you're seeing on Capitol Hill right now. Exactly. What you're seeing on Capitol Hill right now are people, to quote you, Abby, in his name, going to the Capitol, trying to steal the election for Donald Trump, the election that Mitch McConnell stood on the Senate floor just hours beforehand, not even hours, minutes before this happened, and said, this wasn't even close. This wasn't even close. Donald Trump didn't even come close to winning this election. That is the reality. That is the top Republican in the United States Senate saying that and saying it for a reason. And the Republicans you were talking about, Josh Hawley, I don't know yet about, about him, but Senator Cruz, I'm already hearing from an aide uh, to him. You know, this, this is not what he wanted. I think he also tweeted, violence is not the right way to go, so on and so forth, that he was doing his constitutional duty, which, which might not duty. He, he's doing what is um, allowed in the Constitution. No, Democrats he, was, no, have, but he wasn't. Well, and he Demo was calling for something else. Right. Well, Democrats in the past, this is almost besides the point because of what's going on here, but Democrats in the past, and you've pointed this out, um, have objected during this process, but they haven't done it at the behest of a candidate who refuses to concede the election. That has never happened, and that is the big difference here because that is what these, uh, these people these rioters are responding to. They're responding to the president and his enablers on Capitol Hill. You know, I think about how we started this day, and I, I you know, not looking back too far, but just as to recall that hours ago, we were talking about the way in which Republicans had uh, fed these conspiracy theories and coddled them for many, many months and even years living in this imaginary world created by Donald Trump, and they had lost control of that, not knowing that hours later we'd be looking at this incredible scene. But this is the consequence of years of people in Washington refusing to have the courage to stand up and say, right is right and wrong is wrong, and there are facts and there are fictions in the world. And there was a time in this town when the differences between the two parties were about policy, they were about taxation, they were about uh, the role of government. Now the differences between the two parties are about who believes in facts and who doesn't. Ulysses that should not be the case, but that is what we are dealing with right now. And I know, because I talk to Republicans all the time, who privately will say that they want to get back to that time where they were talking about things that really mattered, but they can't because they have nurtured this monster and now it is devouring them. Ulysses S. Grant said in, 19, said in 1861, there are now but two parties, patriots, patriots and, and traitors. And it is time for the Kevin McCarthy's and the Josh Hawley's of the world to decide which party they're in. Um, I have my idea about what that might be. Anderson? Jane, well, thanks very much. We, uh, to uh, say in the midst of all of this, all of this horrendous news that's going on here in Washington, something that none of us ever expected we would see in the nation's capital. I just want to make it official right now. CNN cannot project 
that the Democrats uh, will be the majority in the uh, U.S. Senate. Uh, John Ossoff, the Democratic candidate in Georgia, he is defeating David Perdue, the Republican candidate. Uh, earlier, we projected that the Democrat Raphael Warnock uh, will beat uh, Kelly Loeffler, the Republican candidate. So it's 50-50 in the new U.S. Senate. Uh, but the new uh, vice president of the United States, uh, Kamala Harris, she will be, according to the Constitution, the president of the Senate, so she will break the ties. So the Democrats will be in the majority, the Republicans will be in the minority. Anderson, uh, this is important, but let's get back to this uh, explosive situation that's developing here in the nation's capital, as I keep saying, something I never thought I would see. Yeah, I've, we started out this day saying that it is going to be historic, and it certainly is on, in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, obviously, Georgia turning uh, blue is one of them, uh, but uh, we continue to watch the situation where there are still uh, insurrectionists, uh, treasonous people on the grounds of the Capitol, um, high-fiving each other, as you see there, uh, just wandering around. Uh, police are trying to maintain order, trying to get control back, uh, of the building and its grounds. Uh, David Axelrod, we heard from Vice President, uh, from President-elect Biden uh, saying President Trump, stand up, speak out. President did release a video that was frankly shameful. Not exactly what Biden had in mind, I think. How, what, I mean, how do you see this day? Well, you know, first of all, let me say uh, uh, about Biden's remarks, it, it, uh, it underscores what we've seen since the election because basically, Donald Trump has resigned the presidency <laughs> as yeah. of his election. He's just been working on this project of persuading people that the election was stolen from him as we've dealt with a pandemic, a, uh, a cyber attack from Russia, and many other uh, problems. He's been running a grift while people are dying. And, and in each instance, Biden has stood up and played the role that people expect a president to play, and he did it again uh, today and said the things that you would expect a president of the United States to say, as for the president's uh, video, uh, Dana was exactly right. I mean, there was a perfunctory message, which is go home, let's not play into their hands. Um, but uh, as he, he called these, these, these no, treasonous I folks, very special. Uh, and he repeated the idea that the election uh, was stolen, stolen from us, stolen from you, stolen from our country. That is what that is the jet fuel that is propelling this insurrection at the Capitol, this lie. And he just used the video to uh, to repeat it again. Can, can I just say, we're watching these images of people, you know, of some of them leaving the Capitol grounds, wandering back, high-fiving each other, smiling, quite pleased with themselves for what they have done today. And it's truly just outrageous and pathetic. Each of these people should be shamed for what they have done today. We should look at their faces and if I was standing on that street, look at them. They're high-fiving each other for this deplorable display of, of, of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning. And they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at and the Garden Marriott. And they're going to have some drinks and they're going to talk about the great day that they had in Washington and they really did something and stand up for something and they stood up for nothing other than mayhem and and a man who is you know in the despicable waning days of a failed presidency where are the arrests this is what i want to know these are people who invaded 
Uh, my capital. I mean, look at this buffoon capital. dressed up as the revolutionary. He's, there's nothing revolutionary about him. Nothing. Nothing. But no. but where are the arrests? These are people who are breaking the law, who are breaking into a federal building, which Joe Biden called the Citadel of Liberty, and the President of the United States spoke about not at all. Didn't 